0: I am Malcolm Childs And I
1: am James Giffins
0: And we are Just Making Conversation The show where we discuss the ins and outs of the model making hobby that we both love so much From the greasy sprues
1: to the gloss coats and everything in between We are going to just make conversation.
0: There are other podcasts you can listen to. Plastic Model Mojo. The Scale Model Podcast. Plastic Posse. On the Bench. Model Geeks. If you enjoy the podcast, consider leaving a review or five stars as it promotes this podcast to more people to enjoy. Thank you to our supporters. Mike, Jeff, Richard, and two
1: others. Who took time to buy us a coffee. Why not join us on buymeacoffee.com. It just helps us make content for you. If you do show your support, leave a message with your name so we can give you a shout out. In this episode, we will be just making conversation about hobby shops. Are you a window licker or do you run in too quickly to even notice a window display?
0: Do you do your shopping online, scrolling endlessly, comparing prices, jumping from tab to tab to find the right bargain? Or are you loyal to one supplier with a drawer full of beer mats or stickers?
1: Have you ever stepped foot in a hobby shop? Sometimes it's just nice to hold it in your hand. Smell the box. Caress the smooth plastic and looking deeply at the details. Or even talk with the shop owner about the next best thing.
0: What are we talking about today? Model
1: <laughs> uh, Model shops.
0: Model shops today. Oh, yes. That is a subject that I think everybody could talk about. Oh, yes. Hobby shops. It's what we're talking about. Not model shops. Hobby shops. Hobby shops. Hobby.
1: Hobby. Um, hobby with an H.
0: If we talked about model shops, we would leave out a lot of different shops that are fun to go into. That could be like your local yarn emporium, you know, because <laughs> knitting is a hobby. Yes. So we could include them, but we don't know much about them, do we? Um, no,
1: I've not got a yarn to spin on it, I'm afraid.
0: <laughs> right, right. It's very good. The jokes will get better, I promise. <laughs> this is just the warm-up. Now, if we say model shops, we can't include a Games Workshop, mm. which is a huge chain of hobby shops that everybody, I'm sure, is aware of and goes into, or has been into at some point. That's why we're talking about hobby shops.
1: They can be in the form of bricks and mortar or they can be on the intro art. Let's ask the question, which, which do you prefer, Malcolm? Do you prefer the, the physical um, bricks and mortar, or
0: are you a, a scroller? I do prefer the bricks and mortar, and I also like the internet as well. It's nothing like having a chat with somebody about model making, about your hobby. And invariably, when you go into a hobby shop, the people in there working are nuts for hobbies, and probably more than yourself, because they've actually got a job that involves the hobby. And I guess that's really great. That's really fun, you know. And I don't mind being sold to because I, I believe in the person that's uh, behind the counter knows what they're talking about. If you're online, it's a faceless, sterile environment that is no fun. But you know, it's easy to select six paints and hit go. You know, and then it arrives in front of your doorstep days later. That's convenient, which is lovely. You know, you don't have to pay for parking. You don't have to get wet walking to Woolworths or wherever. (laughs) (laughs) So so long since I've been to High (laughs) Streets, Woolworths.
1: I think the thing is with it is you're right. A little bit like restaurants, In, in as much as you go to a restaurant for the experience. You go to the restaurant for the ambiance and the passion that you hope. The staff relay about what they're doing and what they're providing. So, obviously, in a a hobby setting, yes, it's, it's actually a lot harder not to spend lots of money in a good hobby store with passionate people because that's true. There's always going to be that shiny thing. There's always going to, you know, you're going to have a conversation with a member of staff, and they're going to, oh, have you seen this and oh, I know I know how to get around that problem. This this is a great tool and blah, blah, blah. So I would say that the, the bricks and mortar have the, a better chance, in a way, of hooking you and making you
0: spend more of your bucks, so to speak. You've got to get them in there. That's the thing. Isn't yeah. It? You've got to get them out of the house. That's the tricky thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do suffer from that uh, sort of daydream of the hobby shop, to be honest. And I love that. I love the fantasy of it. I love the, uh, uh, you know, all about the smells and <laughs> looking up and down the aisles and you know sniffing the box and <laughs> chatting to the the guy behind the counter. I love all that. I that all as an idea, but uh, obviously times are changing and online is taking over. Especially you know the COVID stuff at the moment that we're experiencing. It's it's the only real way you can get anything online. I spent some time at a hobby shop reasonably near me, and the guy had opened because he had success with running a shop online, and he wanted to move out of his lounge, or his front room, as he put it. And so he got bricks and mortar, and people didn't come in. They'd stand outside and look and go, "oh," and then they'd carry on. And that was the problem. He only lasted about nine months, and he had closed the shop. But his, his online business was, was thriving. He just didn't have the footfall. And Andy was supported by a, a big local club as well. Um, so, yeah, it's difficult, very difficult. And I guess, you know, video killed the radio star, the same as online killed the hobby shop.
1: Yeah, I think there's, there is a part of that as well. My local hobby store it is a private mixture of the hobbies, but he does do an awful lot of gaming And I guess that stuff. comes
0: down to him or her, whoever owns it. That's their interest.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that's partly the interest and partly the fact that he makes money from that. But the other stuff, the railway engines and stuff, although I know there are customers that go in there and buy stuff from him, clearly that's not doing the business for him as well as the kits, because the kits the, are limited. He's had a, a website under construction for years. It's uh, funny enough, as we're talking, I just suddenly, after I said, "Oh, you know, you've got to embrace the the internet and all that," and during this the last twelve months, and I just thought, "Oh, do you know what? I've not looked at his website. Let me have a quick look." Ooh. and his website has changed. Oh, wow, great! It has changed dramatically in in the fact that it is just one page saying, "Website under construction."
0: <laughs> no, okay.
1: So he's obviously not going to embrace it, unfortunately. But the ease of sitting in your lounge. And scrolling along with your fingers, looking at items that uh, tickle your fancy, is definitely thriving.
0: Uh, Is that a bad thing? (sighs) What do you think?
1: For me, if I want some extra thin and I need some paints of a certain colour, I love that experience. It's great because I am that sort of shopper. If I go into a shop, I don't generally browse. I I like to go and just... I'm going for a pair of trousers and I know what I want. I know what size I am. Uh, Extra, extra, extra large fat size (laughs) yeah i I don't like fapping about however with that said uh, obviously my interest in model kits are a lot more than whether my jeans are blue dark blue or slightly bluer than the other blue that's on offer so i will browse and i do like to browse i really do i I like to go and lick the windows uh, so to speak so look at the display in the window and dazzled by amazing things i'm hopefully will be enticed
0: you would be because hobby shops are, are famous for awesome displays in their windows to entice the kids and the adults obviously in where i grew up in southampton in the main main street in southampton there was beaties and in the window of this beaties they had these bouncing fluffy things that would just bounce forever right they were on strings or springs not strings springs um, and they were bouncing down in front of the window And I can picture those things in my mind. And they also had a train set. Sorry. Model railway (laughs) going from one side of the window all the way around to the other side of the window, disappearing into a tunnel, and then coming back out the other side. I would be able to sit and watch that for hours, my mum and dad would tell me. Obviously, they'd probably never let me. Maybe that's how they babysat me. I don't know.
1: Could be a great way of going shopping and and taking the children. (laughs)
0: Yeah, sit and watch that window. Okay, <laughs> I can picture it in my head now And it still entertains me to even think about um. Fascinates me That that kind of movement and action and, and things going on And these little miniature things Nothing that I could have ever involve in there Because it was all like massive tamia boxes and things so. <laughs> Nothing for a little young child like me But I remember it being absolutely fascinating And I think that's probably why I like model shops from there the localish one in Salisbury Which I've mentioned Salisbury many Bingo. times Bingo he has a little railway going round. And whenever he notices a child outside, he will switch on the little button. Uh-huh. And around goes the railway. You know, it's getting old, so it overheats, so he has to turn it off every now and again. <laughs> the kid's face is like, oh, there's there is the thing, you know. I guess he's hoping that in 10 years' time, they'll actually come in and spend some money. <laughs>
1: funny you should say beatties beatties was a, a chain of stores in the uk Ah, yes yeah sorry which unfortunately went some time ago a long time ago in fact beatties for me was again the same sort of thing i used to go to school early and i used to go and, uh, and lick the windows i used to go and sit there and have a look wow what was going on it wasn't as active
0: bouncy things Did no it
1: wasn't things. as active as yours It didn't have bouncy things in the window i don't recall it having a train set in the window it had boxes lots of boxes so it wasn't as exciting as you described but mm. the one thing i loved was coming out of school and missing my bus home accidentally walking into the shop and go and have a look see what there was <laughs> oops <laughs> they used to have um two sides of the shop which was a glass counter And then behind it would have the shelves of all the models. And there was one wall that had literally models stacked on it. But if you looked in the display cabinets, the the glass counter, that often had made models and dioramas and a few bits and pieces in there. That was where you had to chat with the the manager to find out what was cool, what was coming, what your interest was. And they would give you all the time in the world until an adult came in. And then they would um, give you something to peruse or look through the catalogue. Because you used to get catalogues free at that point as well. Do you remember that? I do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you used to get the Tamir catalogue. You'd go into Beatty's Pick It Up for free.
0: Mm. you go through it and go, can't afford that, can't afford that, can't afford that, can't afford that, can't afford that.
1: Oh, it never had prices in it. You just looked at it and went,
0: Bob, for Christmas, can I have that? No, get back in your box. <laughs> I've made... I've made a list. Comes with coloured pictures. In this book, I want one of everything. <laughs>
1: One other shop that my father used to take me to in the outskirts of London, which was a toy shop stroke hobby shop. So it was two stores. Um, One side was toys and the other side was the hobby section where our models lived. And um, that was great. That was fantastic. That was one of those shops in which the owner trusted everybody that walked through the door. No one ever stole anything from his shop. So it didn't matter if he had a 300-pound loco on a shelf that you could take out a box and fiddle with and look at. He,
0: he wasn't bothered. <laughs> just imagine you go, see I've got bags and bags of models you've stolen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was
1: just the layout of the shop that he had and he didn't want to reinvest to change the layout. And it worked, I guess. Or or maybe he was one of those people that was like, yeah, hey, uh, you've touched that. They've got to pay for that now. You might have broken it. That was a really great experience. And also he used to have a section which was secondhand stuff. There would be literally boxes of carriages and all sorts of things, which were all secondhand. He had the experience of going into a hobby, Hobby shop, like you say, smelling the plastic in the box and dreaming of being able to, to get that Tamiya Tiger. Definitely sticks with me now.
0: I've always been quite tall, so reaching for the top shelf to get that exact F-16, 162nd, off the shelf. The, the hobby shop I used to go to was, was stacked really high and badly. <laughs> it was like a game of dominoes every time you went in there. to, t- Not a game of dominoes, because they're supposed to be lined up. But you know what I mean? Not dominoes- mm the game dominoes the everything's going to fall over dominoes the pizza no no dominoes <laughs> the pizza either. it's like a huge game of jenga ah there you go good description yeah or kaplunk if you're that old
1: <laughs> yeah my granddad told me about kaplunk <laughs> Stop it. Wasn't, wasn't that with something to do with straw from the barn and glass eyes <laughs> I don't think so.
0: Well, maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe that was the version he played. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway, <laughs> tangents uh, aside. Well, we were too poor to afford our own kablunk from <laughs> MB Games. So, what we did is we'd get our glass eyes out, all of us, and put them in a jar with holes in it, and then use straw, and then, oh, it was fun. <laughs>
1: oh, you had a glass. Oh, you were posh.
0: <laughs> we had old bucket tin one from the well <laughs> anyway
1: let's get back on topic i find it very sad around me the local stores or hobby shops that i have i have one which is a more 20 minute drive away from me and for the railway a dad and a son run it very good shop dad's very very knowledgeable been doing it for obviously many years i think it's one of those situations where the the father said i really need to retire Will you take over? And the son's gone, yes, yeah, of course we'll, Dad. I've been working with him for ages, not a problem. And really not wanting to see his dad not be there, but the same degree, really wanting to take the reins and, and do his thing. Dad every year says, I'll give it one more year. See how we get on, son. But they're a great team. Their selection of the plastic wonders kits and stuff that I love, a little limited, but it's pretty good. The supplies are excellent because obviously they've got lots of crossover supplies and tools from the model railway side of things to what I do. So that's the main reason I go there for supplies.
0: Supplies. I guess like a Venn diagram of different hobbies. A Venn diagram is when you have a circle and you say, that is stuff for figure painting. In that circle. Then you have another circle that says this is stuff for armour modelling, and you put them together, so they just about overlap. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And so that overlap would be things like weathering products, perhaps, or brushes and things like that. And then, of course, that Venn diagram can have other circles that interlink with both of them, you know, like railways. You could have, like, for, so you could have flock for, for bases for all of them. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Nothing. <laughs> trying to describe a venn diagram with a podcast <laughs> i wonder why listeners are disappearing <laughs> uh, i don't know why i was saying that now
1: it was a uh, venn diagram. Uh, yes one of those diagrams uh where there was a crossover between the different different elements of the hobby uh, yeah, or
0: hobbies yeah. And I guess that's where the hobby shops and their supplies do well because they're hitting all the buttons for all of the different hobbies you know rarely you'll see a hobby shop that is just plastics you'll see r c in there and and um railway layouts as well, and you know a little bit of warhammer in the corner just to s- sort of spread the bets The model
1: stroke hobby stores, certainly in my area've gone very much over onto r c so r c planes and cars et cetera, and not that much of anything else There's one I know. Again, about 20 minutes or more away from me. Brilliant store, brilliant place. And they've now got like an industrial unit mm. and it's mostly online. There's a counter where you can pick stuff up, um, but that, that they've gone very much RC now, which is a shame because, um, again, that was a father and son team and the father retired uh, and the son didn't right. overly enjoy the, the world of plastic. Mm-hmm. That's the main difference, isn't it, with online and, and bricks and mortar is that online, it's a lot more... Mm-hmm going on because you want something or because you're looking for something however what do you think about the world of social media and instead of having a bricks and mortar for a hobby store using social media to sell their goods
0: yeah i think it's great i think it's really really good next question (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, i think it's fantastic actually um because you've still got that customer interaction which is really important for a shop. You've still got that big footprint. You've got a, an ability for people to chat about model kits and things, their likes and dislikes, etc. You can put pictures up as many as you like. So you, you haven't got, of course, that warm blanket feeling of a hobby shop around you, but you do at least have the nuts and bolts core elements of a shop, I suppose. I don't know if um, the demise of hobby shops in uh, Bricks and Mortar wise has any reflection on the demise of the hobby. I think the hobby is growing and growing all the time. The lack of hobby shops is not the reason or the reflection of that. And it's because of things like being able to sell on social media, which you couldn't do 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I think it's really cool. I love it. I think that the whole
1: retail experience has changed dramatically over the last 10, 15 years. All of the options that big retailers use to drag people in through the bricks and mortar doors, if I'm honest, most of the time, I I don't think they work. With the social media, I think it's, it's I think it's the closest you can get to a model shop, really. That's online, obviously, and and you like you say you get the banter, you get the the conversations, you get. Someone that uses social media well will obviously have their finger on the pulse of what's coming out and doing pre-orders and things like that, special offers and all that sort of stuff. So the, the tools are there for them to use. Um, and the ones that are quite successful are the ones that literally got their finger on the pulse all the time. And they're I'm interested because, especially over this last year, there are some businesses that are primarily on the social media spectrum and also online more than they are in the bricks and mortar Must have had a stonking year because, like you say, the the hobby's not dying. The conversation always comes up about, oh, we must invest in the younger generation and promote the hobby because, you know, it's dying. It's not. It's not dying. Yes, we should invest in the youth.
0: Do you think the experience that I had as a kid standing in front of a hobby shop is never going to happen for my little kids because you can't really have the same thing? So come on, come and stand in front of this Amazon screen and, and look at the picture of this train we could buy. It's not the same.
1: No, it's not the same. It isn't. majority of things in life have changed so dramatically anyway. I'm thinking of a, a situation with a friend of mine's child about six, seven years ago. Um, a young child who um, only only experience was that things worked as a touch screen. So going up to a, a television and touching it and it not <laughs> being able to swipe to the next program uh, was a mystery. So, you know, the life experience that they're having at their young age is very vastly different to ours. Mm. And in fact, as it was vastly different to our parents. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think it's any different really when they do their podcast in 30 years' time, they will be saying things like you have said about looking at the window and, and your mum and dad leaving you there while they did the shopping yeah. uh, because they knew you'd be there when you come back. They'll have a similar story, yeah. but obviously different. It will be different because the podcast will be called Still Making
0: Conversation."
1: <laughs> <laughs> the other thing to, to remember is there has been a jump, if you like. The expectations are, are vastly different i i remember looking at a model and, and dreaming about that model before i owned it for several months or, or maybe even longer yeah. whereas i feel that the younger generation now can you pass me my slippers and my <laughs> pipe the, the the younger generation of now are a lot more instantaneous now got to have it now sort of thing whereas i probably wasn't so I don't think that's because people of my generation spoil their children and go, Oh yes, no, you must have it right now. You're quite right, you must have it now. I just think it's because of the internet being able to see things straight away and all that. I yeah, I think it's that. I don't, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there are children out there where um parents make them wash up for several months before they can have their item. You know, chores and all that haven't died, they're still there.
0: Hands that do dishes are as soft
1: as your face. Yes, and often get presents. (laughs) That's that's how my grandma always used to say. I think it's just a progression. As everything in life, there is a progressional thing, and us old folkies can can look at the next progression and not really
0: understand it. (laughs) So uh, the reason we call this Hobby Shops is because I wanted to talk about Warhammer Games Workshop. They... Don't. Well, they do. Um, Let's <laughs> <laughs> think before I speak. They have a vast online presence. They have distributors all over the place. Um, almost every hobby shop you go into has mm-hmm. some sort of Warhammer games workshop, Citadel thing mm. in it. And, of course, they've got their own shops yep. almost in every town in the United Kingdom. So clearly, they're doing very, very well. I don't know of any games workshops that close. I haven't caught my finger on that pulse. But do you get the same experience as you would going into a hobby shop, looking around all the things you could buy in a games workshop? Am I allowed to say games workshop?
1: Well, there are other outlets out there as well. But Okay. Uh, yes, you can name them. It's fine. Do i just check with my lawyers. Yes, uh, the legal team are literally writing it up as we talk. In, let's be honest, Malcolm, they generally are busy... Making sure we're ready. <laughs> Bear with me a second. <laughs> you 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 nearly unplugged your headphones then, didn't you? I'm really sorry. I got. I have to explain, and I hope Malcolm uses this. I have a pair of wireless headphones that I forgot to charge before recording this episode.
0: <laughs> wireless, not
1: wireless. <laughs> so I had to plug a wire in to a wireless headset to charge them, and unfortunately, the cable
0: is about two inches long so um yes anyway (sighs) ah funny anyway let's start again we're talking about games workshop games workshop do you get the same feeling in your heart as you would when you go into a hobby shop
1: if i'm honest i've always felt that when i've gone into one of their stores it's the closest that i can get to being in one of the stores that i used to visit as a child in some respects but I think the success of their stores is because it's wargaming, because you need to interact with people to play the war game. Yeah. Yep. So naturally, people come in to talk about their, their bits and pieces. Uh, and then the chimney's a table that you can experience the game itself.
0: There is. That's right. And also, you can sit there and paint for free, too. Oh, I didn't know that. Can you really? Yeah, you can. Uh, I don't know if they do it all day. Showing my lack of knowledge now. Games Workshop that I used to go to when I was between hobbies, let's say, I would go in there and they'd have uh-huh. like a little painting table, little tiny chairs and tables, and you'd, you'd have a limited amount of paints and brushes and things. But you could go in there and get sort of painting tips and things like that. And then they also have a gaming table. You can go and experience part of the game and play the latest thing, ask the, the rules and everything else. It doesn't take long for, for you to realize that they're there to sell stuff. And that's what they need to do. It's not a game store, you know, where they go gaming. It was more of a, you know, trying to sell you stuff kind of store. I suppose that's what they're trying to do, feed their kids, aren't they? So
1: It's a funny environment, isn't it? Because you want to encourage the game. You want to encourage them to stay and play the game. But the same degree, you want them to hand over some shekels while they're doing so.
0: That's right. And it was free to go in. Yeah. Maybe they did like tournaments where you had to pay a pound or something to stay. I know they used to open late. That would make sense. But I used to go in there daytime or Saturday or so. Maybe they are on full-on sales mode or mm. something. Generally, for the hobbyist, having a Games Workshop around is great for all the hobbies. Because quite often, I'll need a, a brush or something, or I'll need some new glue, and I'll pop in. Mm. Um, and their paints are fantastic as well. So it's, it's not a bad thing having it around, I guess.
1: I think it's good to have a chain of, of shops as well. I can't think of very many chains of hobbyist shops of well, certainly not mine I can
0: can you really yeah
1: well, you might as well mention the lawyers are doing a fit anyway, so antics
0: I think they have three shops oh yeah, 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 Plymouth, Bristol, and somewhere else. I don't know if they're franchises or whatever, but they must do reasonably well because they're always at the shows and things like that, and I don't know what their online uh, situation is, but they've been around for a very long time. There's lots of places selling kits and things like that, and they're like little.
1: Oh yeah. This is the funny part, isn't it? Is that and I say funny in relation to people saying oh the hobby's dying. Well it wouldn't be dying if Lidl had the selective kits in their baskets and places like yeah. the range and B and M. They're all places that have a multitude of different things and oh look, there's a model kit there as well. That's quite weird. Next to a cattle.
0: A cattle? A cattle. Yes, yeah,
1: sorry, it went into a store. There was a range of cattles. Uh but it wasn't a herd.
0: <laughs> cattles <laughs>
1: do you mean cows no i don't mean no i don't mean cows i mean a cattle as in you know the thing that heats up hot water and you make coffee from
0: it kettle a cattle you mean a kettle k-e-t-t a cat, cattle is, is is a bunch of cows yes i know i know what cattle is so what's a cattle A cattle just for making up water. Oh, I see. So, did you say it wrong and then just carry on, or was that how you say
1: it? It's just how I often say it.
0: Okay. Well, I'll go and put the cattle on. (laughs) I'll go
1: and put the cattle on.
0: (laughs) Poor cow. (laughs) I'm talking about my wife again. Uh, Anyway, let's move on. Utterly ridiculous. It's good
1: to see the, those sort of things out in in any shop, really, because that entices people's interest into the hobby. So, I got to be honest, I, I, I do prefer a good store that has a, a multitude of of kits yep. manufacturers, something to confuse you when you go in. What about Hobbycraft?
0: Hobbycraft, uh, yes, that's a, a store in the UK. Oh, you are very good remembering that we've got lots of international lists. Yes, I just assume that everybody's you know lives around a corner from me. <laughs> yes, Hobbycraft. Yes,
1: Hobbycraft is is a, a UK based hobbyist shop that caters for all hobbies. There are equivalents. Yeah, like a Michaels. Yeah, there are equivalents in the other nations of the world with different names. It has a model section, but I can only speak about the one I've been in, and uh, I think it seems to be unloved. What
0: the Hobbycraft is?
1: No, Hobbycraft is is a busy store. It's got lots of different hobbies in it, but the model section that would be Mm. for me to go and dribble over is at the back of the store in a corner and is unloved. There's no other phrase for it. It's just unloved. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you mean it's not restocked or it's not clean or
1: it's it's overpriced? It has a limited supply of stuff. Being careful what I say because I don't want to upset the lawyers, but I'm aware of the scenario they have with a particular brand, and it's not a happy relationship. So it's an unloved part of the store, right, right. Uh, which is a shame. I love the store. The great thing about it is, is it has everything. It has that crossover and those um, uh, pie charts that you were talking about with custard on them. Do you mean Venn diagrams? <laughs> I can't remember what they were called. Yeah, yeah, Pie Charts with <laughs> Um, And they also have an area in which they do displays, get people involved for a crochet hour or afternoon or painting with the children and all that sort of stuff. But they don't do anything with model kits.
0: Nothing at all. Nothing nothing is that because they don't have anyone around that wants to do model kits do you think they have to get a volunteer in
1: it's one of those things that it is sort of a a double whammy because they're not that like they have a, a not very good relationship with one of the companies that supply the gear and it's unloved they don't maybe there's not a lot of profit in it i don't know i don't know what it is i mean the prices there should be plenty of profit but the only one describe it is that is It's unloved. It's just, oh, yeah, we suck it because we have to, not because we want to.
0: My hobby craft, my local one, my wife will be there to look for some more yarn or she needs a zip. So she'll go in there and I'll go in with her and she'll say, Right, you go look at the model kit and I'll go and look at the rest of the shop. So, okay, okay. And mine is the back aisle as well, where all the men are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I go to where all the men hang out, you know, the, the cool place. Yeah. And they are overpriced. But they're model kits, so it's fine to look at them and play with the plastic and <laughs> and everything else. So I don't mind. Did you know that's designed that way on purpose? What, the aisle is at the back? Yeah, that the model section is right at the back of the store. No.
1: And generally, if it's a two-level store, it'd be on the second level at the back. Why? Because it gets the men in the shop.
0: It's the men to the back of the shop.
1: Gets the men in the shop, literally, into the centre or middle of the shop. And generally speaking, like yourself... yeah a partner or wife or children will wander off into the store to look at what's interesting while the man is oh. busy at the back of the store. They've managed to get everybody into the store. More chance of
0: a sale. Okay. My wife will go, Look, I got this yarn and this yarn and they had a thing on knitting needles. So I got six knitting needles, all different sizes, colours, numbers. And I got this acrylic paint and I got this canvas and I found some ribbon. And she only came in for a glue. And I'll say, I've got nothing because it's also (laughs) overpriced. But um, I still think it's a good thing to have it there.
1: Every now and again, I'll go, because it's the nearest premises to me that that has stocks, balsa wood and and glue and and all that sort of stuff. But also, like I've mentioned before, it's always good to have a good wander around the rest of the store as well as a, a model maker. Because in the for example, dried flowers section uh you're going to get your curly moss, which you can use for making vine leaves uh vine vine what do they call that plants
0: curly moss, yeah, he's a fantastic racing driver, and there's lots of other materials that you can
1: use within your within our hobby um which won't be in our section
0: mm, yeah so if you you you've gone got your your sterling moss, yeah, and then you've got to go get your uh your beads as well you'll make all sorts of different things out of your little beads.
1: And the haber- haberdashery section is always brilliant because they quite often will have. <laughs> I'm going to go off on a tangent. I'm really sorry. No way, really. But you can you you can find lace or something to that effect. Okay. Which you could put on a surface to simulate plasterwork on the front of a building.
0: You could. Wow, we're talking about lacy pinnies again. We've talked we've about that twice in 13 episodes.
1: Yeah, if if you can if you can squeeze in a bit of lace in your model, it's always good. <laughs> but yeah so i mean the the store itself is brilliant it's an eye-opener because if you do quite often (laughs) quite often i will go in there and uh a bit like yourself and your good lady and my good lady will go and have a little wander there is that moment where i'm sort of walking around thinking oh for goodness sake we're only coming for one thing we should have been gone by now but it does give me the excuse to wander around in sections that i wouldn't normally wander around and go
0: oh look at that oh i know what i could use that for Mm. Oh, that looks like a little thing of those. Oh, that looks like this. That looks like that. I'll have one of them.
1: Yes, I'll buy some of those really small beads for my my taps. Bingo,
0: like <laughs> golden taps.
1: <laughs> my diorama baths, etc. Yes, so um, they are good stores. Uh, I don't buy many models there, if I am honest, but I certainly get I certainly get the other supplies.
0: Supplies, uh-huh. uh, yeah. I guess they have the same thing in America. They have Michaels and they have Hobby Lobby and they have. Yeah, Hobby Lobby was one I was thinking of. Walgreens—is that something else? I don't know. Walgreens, isn't that all the uh, Americans shouting or uh, nodding? I'm not sure. Yes, <laughs>
1: answers on a postcard to what Walgreens is for, because I'm ignorant. I think
0: I don't think I think it's like a Boots. Oh, actually, <laughs> so you can get your paracetamol from there, not your Tammy or your exit thing. I can say all all the Americans are
1: there looking at their boots going, what do you mean, it's a pair of boots? It's a shop. (laughs) (laughs) Boots in England is a chemist or uh, a pharmacy. Yeah, keep up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, um, I like to have a wander around the shops. That's another example, isn't it? I can't honestly say... No, I, I can actually. I think I'm on the Hobbycraft website once. I've never been on there just to browse to see if I can find a piece of lace that I can use on a diorama. Never done that.
0: Yeah. You know, you're going to get loads of pieces of lace sent to you now. Yeah, that's okay. That's fine. I know, I know you think that's fine. <laughs> be amazed what I can do with a needle and thread. Your apron's going to look fantastic.
1: Oh, it's going to be the beers. So, yeah, that gives you a good example, actually, of the difference between the. Dare I say the words "touch and feel" with lace in the same sentence? Uh, yeah, I have, but yeah, you, Just don't, don't. you don't. That's the difference between internet and bricks and mortar, isn't it? Is that the internet you're generally looking for something in which you are already aware of, whereas bricks and mortar you will go in and have a, a wander around and look and see yeah i know there are those people out there that will go into their local hobby store Mm. have a look at the price and then quickly google to see whether they can get it cheaper online if that's your circumstances that's fine but just remember if you don't support them they won't be
0: there for you to go and have a wander and look brilliant thanks james thanks uh, the lazy chat got new lacy apron (laughs) (laughs) my pleasure it's the modern world my friends get with the program there is no getting away from it this world is changing fast One day, you'll be able to go online, get your models printed and sent to you in a few days and no doubt by drone.
1: So if you want to keep your local hobby treasure island, you have to support it regularly. Spread the love, baby. By supporting them, maybe a way can be found to coexist for the best of both worlds. You've been listening to Just
0: Making a Conversation with James Skiffins and Malcolm Childs. Follow us on Facebook, where we post photos, updates and other nonsense. Let us know
1: what you are just making and what your thoughts are on the conversation on this episode.
0: We have to thank our supporters who we dearly appreciate. Please support us on buymeacoffee.com Next
1: time we'll be Just Making Conversation about group builds.
0: So it's a goodbye from me. That's a goodbye from me. Bye. Bye bye.